G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Gavin, here we are, uh, looming again the end of financial year. There are some things we need to be attentive to before June 30 hits. Uh, You've got a few priorities in mind. Uh, What's the top priority for uh, getting things in place before June 30? Yeah, big picture-wise, whether you run a business or you're earning income, if you have business-related expenses that you're about to pay, uh, then or they're about to come due, then do them before the 30th of June and you can um, get a deduction for those rather than having to wait another 15 months for them to uh, come through on your tax return. Uh, So bringing forward any expenses that relate to work or self-education expenses. uh, Actually, with self-education expenses, they're going to be reduced from uh, the 1st of July 2014, so not next financial year, the following financial year. uh, They're going to be capped at $2,000. So if you've got some studies or education that you want to do uh, that you you could claim as a deduction against your income, then potentially it's a good idea to do that in the 2013-14 financial year uh, rather than waiting till the year after that uh, just so that you can claim the full amount as a deduction. So a little bit of forethought doesn't actually save you a lot of money, but uh, overall it makes things a whole lot cleaner and uh, brings that saving forward. Is that the way it it works? Yeah, exactly. Uh, If you waited, say for example, you had $10,000 worth of self-education expenses um, and you uh, put $5,000 over the next two financial years, uh, then you would only be able to uh, claim $7,000 of it. But if you were able to somehow pay for them in next financial year, you'd be able to claim the full $10,000, which might, depending on your tax rate, might save you $1,000 or it might save you about uh, $2,000. So, yeah. Uh, any advantage at all for people who are accumulating a hex debt uh, rather than paying their financial uh, education expenses in advance? Yes, they're going to stop the paying, uh, lump sum payment on hex debts. I can't recall when the actual date of that was, but if you're in that case where you're thinking that, oh, I might pay down the lump sum on my hex debt and get a, uh, get a discount on it, then just check the date at which that stops because that's going to cease. I can't remember whether it was a budget night or at a latter point in time, but they're going to stop being able to get a discount on lump sums off your hex debt. Okay, June 30, it's getting closer and closer. What else is on your priority list, Gavin, to attend to before the end of financial year rolls around at the end of the month? Yeah, the ones where low-income earners can take advantage of are the government co-contribution. So if you earn less than $47,000 or um, less than $32,000, you can put um, $1,000 into your super fund and the government will match it with $500 co-contribution, so a 50% return and no risk on the money. So that's a, that's a good one for, for those uh, lower income earners. Uh, there's also the eligible spouse contribution, which is really for those that have a spouse, a, a low income earning spouse or no income earning spouse, if that, if that spouse earns less than $3,800, uh, then 
you could put uh, $3,000 into that spouse's uh, superannuation account and get a $540 tax rebate back. So you're effectively getting 2500 into the super fund. Uh, sorry, getting $3,000 into the super fund, but it's only costing you $2500. So it's really important to uh, pay attention to these issues before June 30 uh, because sometimes uh, there'd be those who would think, uh, well, I worry about my tax when the new financial year starts. But really, uh, attention to these uh, will be a, a big saving to the typical budget. Yeah, with a lot of the tax deductions or tax strategies, they do have to do with super. And with super, you actually have to have the contributions in the account. It's not just a, an accounting system where you can account for it after the, after the fact and say that this money actually went in. The money actually has to be in the account. And, uh, yeah, so when you're dealing with super, that's how it, it needs to be. And then similarly, if you're um, wanting to save some tax by salary sacrificing to super um, and you've got the opportunity to make one more salary payment, uh, but uh, rather than take that as your income in your bank account, direct that to your super... Um, you could save a significant amount of tax. Um, so say, for example, if you're on 60000 a year, your last salary payment just before the end of June is $5,000. You've not done salary sacrifice before, but you're going to salary sacrifice 100% of that last um, uh, monthly payment. Uh, then you'd be saving nearly $1,000 in that scenario in, in tax. So, um, yeah, well worth considering if you're in that, um, in that position that, that you can, can do that. And what else is on the priority list, Gavin? Is, uh, have we exhausted the possibilities? There's a couple more. One more is uh, if you've got um, loans, uh, investment loans, whether that be to borrow uh, towards um, buying investment property or borrow to invest in shares, um, they're riskier type strategies. But if you're comfortable that you're going to maintain that strategy for the next 12 months, you could prepay some interest. On, on those loans and, and bring forward the deduction that uh, 12 or 15 months uh, earlier. And the other one is if you've got some capital gains, you've sold an asset at a profit. Uh, we, we talked during another segment about uh, making a donation to offset that uh, gain. Uh, but uh, another way to reduce the tax on any gain is to uh, sell some other assets at, at a loss and then you can offset that and therefore not pay any tax on it. Financial advisors, uh, tax accountants get busy this time of year. Uh, is it an advisable thing for people who have some of these sorts of issues to deal with uh, to actually uh, make an appointment to see their personal financial advisor? Yeah, either make an appointment to see their advisor or their tax accountant, uh, particularly if you have got some issues uh, that relate to potentially business or asset sales. Well worthwhile considering those um, or, or speaking to somebody about those. And, uh, and into the new financial year as well. Think about pre-planning those events if, you've, if you're planning to do something like that. Well, Gavin Martin, always good getting your insights into the things that are necessary in the lead-up to the end of a financial year and for the start of a new one. Uh, I'll point people to your website, Gavin, at www.cornerstonewealth.com.au uh, and uh, there may be listeners who don't have a financial advisor who might like to uh, access your services, but uh, just to say that your advice is general in nature here on uh, 2020 and uh, those listeners uh, should see their own personal financial advisor to take uh, circumstances that might be personal to them into account. Uh, Gavin Martin, it's a pleasure. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. Lovely to be with you, Neil. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.